All right, what's going on, man? Man, it's been a week, but you know, I'm actually excited because there's a lot of things happening. The rumor mill is strong in this week. There was a free game that released, and there was a couple games that uh, have come out, some of them for two weeks now, some of them for a couple days, and much, much, much to talk about this week, you know, for all those avid gamers out there. I don't know what it was where in my mind that I felt like coming into the 2024, that February would be feel more like the off season. You know, like in sports, you know, you're, you're, you're all in your sports teams and your sports league through the season. And then when the championship game is played, it's all done with. And then you get like four months where you don't really talk about or hear much about your team. You, you follow along doing some off season moves and stuff. That was me picturing this February for video games, right? We just had a huge season, huge, huge year in 2023 with great games. I'd argue that January was even decent. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, 2024, you're going to have a hard, hard time following it up 2023. And really, it has come out swinging better options at this time of year than we had last year. Really, I mean, we had... Uh, Wasn't this Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, Hogwarts dropped. Uh, we had Forspoken last year about this time. Uh, you know, that didn't have a, a lot of... Uh, critical claim, you know, had a lot of negativity with that game. So there wasn't a whole lot to start the year, even though Hogwarts was well received. But this year, man, wow. Already out the gate, three games. I know. We already talked about so much of Lost Crown, uh Tekken. Man, Tekken's on fire. It is it is blowing up. I am just surprised in such a positive way. Did you see that that uh those numbers that I shared about how many people are playing Tekken versus Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat? I remember you saying something. You'll have to remind me. What were the numbers? Okay, okay. So back on Thursday, um, there was a real time chart that said that there was two. Let's say twenty two hundred people playing Mortal Kombat 1. 6,300 people playing Street Fighter 6 and 44,000 playing Tekken 8. That that just says like where the gamers are going to right now. And I and I made this prediction last episode these two other franchises need to start doing some DLC stuff or something because it is just the ratios are just ginormously you know one-sided right now right yeah i mean uh i mean it's been was it july last year when uh, street fighter came out and i don't even remember remember uh mortal kombat dropping like it's september it just it's just passed by and like oh yeah. mortal kombat dropped i didn't even notice yeah um, it, it came out in september and mortal kombat never really has makes a big splash on, on initial release but but it's always there. It's constant. It's showing up in tournaments. Now I'm hearing that it's being dropped across across the board from the major tournaments that are being organized for this year. Tekken 8 is fire, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it seems like it. And what was the other game? Uh, Power World. Yeah, a lot of people. 19 million people Ooh. playing Power World. 7 million on Xbox. All right. 
So I've got a number. There's there's six hundred and five thousand people playing Pal World at this precise moment. Oh, can't hold that two million mark. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you're man. You're you're a tough guy to please. Hey, did you know uh, Pocket Pair, the makers of that company? I read this today that they also have a game that's out that's in Metroidvania that they pretty much uh, copied. Uh, dead cells from no i can't remember the name of it but it was uh it was showing up on my google uh, news feed and, and the reviews were great like i guess steam has like some sort of developer series going on right now if the genre ain't broke don't fix it <laughs> right so they had a lot of positive reception for this game and they're like oh this is a straight up rip off of dead cells like all right they know their formula <laughs> right okay so 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 this that was a ripoff of dead cells and pal world was a ripoff of another beloved franchise somebody's doing the homework over there yeah and then we had the sony state of play it was kind of like a hey we're doing a state of play tomorrow yeah that that just popped out of nowhere like hey check us out tomorrow we this is what's coming we're like what and, you know most and i think most people probably had my reaction was okay great <laughs> <laughs> like Sony hasn't been serious about like a game dim, uh, game show in a while. Like these state of plays have just been boring. Nothing new comes out of them. Like they're not going to announce like a, something really new and worthwhile and exciting to talk about in a state of play. But you, you know what? One game that was announced that honestly just seemed like blah, like more of the same stellar blade this was i think this is developed by somebody in asia it just looks like it's going to be like very similar to a bunch of hack and slash games that have come out that are sim like it looks like good but it's really not good yeah well it looked better than the initials uh trailers that i'd seen well they've had like a they've year been to showing polish for like it. six six to uh, six months to a year they've been dropping these trailers so there's a little bit more to it, but it kind of reminded me of like a futuristic Forsaken. We're spoken. Saying, it, it, We're it, spoken. It's, like, it's like the same of something else. <laughs> right. And like, this kind of looks like Forspoken. But I like yeah. Forspoken. So you know, I, I, maybe I, there's I, maybe there's potential there. I, I got to wait on this one. I'm going to say that I, I saw some people, it, this one was mixed. People are like, oh, this looks so awesome. It looks so much better than before. Well, I don't know anything about the studio. It's like Shift Up or something. Never heard yeah. of one. It's no. Chinese or Japanese In, studio. Uh, yeah, yep, not yep. sure. So Stellar Blade, maybe with something to look up for. I'm, I don't know. I'm not keeping my hopes up. I mean, it's probably just okay. What do you think? Like a 72? Maybe 68. 69. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, yeah, 68, 69. Uh, we got a little bit of Silent Hill 2, uh, which I didn't think looked that like great from what I was seeing in there, what they were showing. I it was like not seeing a lot here, but it's, it's Silent it's, Hill. So. It's, meant to, it's meant to be more on the creepy side yeah. than the graphical side. Yeah, and then there's a Death Training they ended the show with. Wait, and yeah, that went wait, on for a while with with like a 15 minute trailer yeah that went on for a while usually a and trailer for video games on these events is what like a minute and a half <laughs> <laughs> and this just went, kept on going man and it was like 
totally crazy storytelling, even in the trailer, what they were talking about. Like I had, had a guy walking around with a guitar just as a clown. Wait, face. wait, but question here. And and I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback of a conversation that was happening a little bit on the discord is that people, somebody was talking about how that stranding they've never like played it. And I'm going to say that it, this really, when I saw the trailers and gameplay for this, it really felt like a, I, I said this. It looks. It looked like a delivery sim for somebody who's just like taking packages yeah, from point A, a to it's point like B. It's like an Amazon simulator. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Here, here's your package. Take this and deliver it to the, dude across town. The initial trailers for Dead Stranding seemed like, oh, this game's gonna be like be so good. There's like these ghosts. There's like this unexplained baby that you know Nor- Norman Reedus is, is carrying around. It looked like sick honestly like this is gonna be great then the game dropped and i started seeing gameplay and it's like yeah just go to deliver packages and it's like if you carry too many packages your character moves slower and he has a harder time going up hills i was like this is not selling me at all So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, what, what do you think the next one is? It's like now riding an Uber car, right? Yeah, he's got like uh, Amazon Prime uh, timers. And, you gotta and, get there the next day. Yes, and okay, I don't know. It, I mean, it, I don't know. Real time clock. <laughs> the problem is, is like it's a follow up to the original story, obviously. What it looks like, it's a follow up, right? So you got to have some background, and it's like, yeah, I don't really want to go play the original story. All right, so, so here's here's a little bit of a spoiler. You know how they did a Dead Stranding director's cut? Yeah, one of the things that they added in the director's cut was, and I remember, I specifically remember this, is that there's this little robot that you can deploy. And you can actually ride that robot and the robot will take you to the destination that you need to go. Nice. Well, yeah, but then. But you still have to watch it walk. Right. So, so, so gamers were complaining and saying like, what's the point of the game now? If, if all I'm just saying is robot, take me there. And then I just wait until the robot gets you there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> see, see. Do you want to play it? Is this a C? Like, I don't know. Maybe I Man, just don't understand. I'm, I'm just, look, Hideo Kojima is one of those guys who was like so successful riding the wave of Metal Gear Solid games, Zone of the Enders, where I think he got too big and he, now he thinks that everything he touches is artwork. And it's going to no, be yeah, like he this obviously massively thinks game. It's all art. Yeah. And and then like to the average person, we're like looking at this game and thinking, what in the world is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, when I played Metal Gear Five, there was a lot of that just weird unicorns in the sky and dudes just, you know, showing up out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and saying I weird st- stuff to you. I'm like, I'm so- not. I really was a big fan up to Metal Gear Solid 3. 
And then they did four, right? Which was a PS3 exclusive. And at that point, I remember thinking like, okay, this game is starting to feel different. And then they did the PlayStation Portable Ops. And that started feeling really different. And then by the time that The Phantom Pain came out, I was thinking like, no way. No, I'm out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, anyway, they did do, uh, well, on the tail end of that, they announced a new game. So kind of announced one, right? Uh, That Sony and uh, Kojima were getting into a partnership for a new espionage IP. Yeah. And that's it. They like shook hands and that's how the show ended. And like, you don't get anything other than, you know, I've done 30 years of espionage and, you know, I'm going to bring my own take to the espionage uh, genre because we needed, we need a game in the espionage genre. Rumor has it that the name of it is Solid Gear. (laughs) Doesn't sound new. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you, everything you knew before, it was all just a dream. This is a right. this is this is this is reality. Anyway, uh, they did do a uh, a surprise drop uh, from the uh, from the event. Uh, what was it? The uh, Silent Hill: The Short Message. Silent Hill: The Short Message. Yes, and I actually want to want to talk about that a little bit today. If if, if you're okay with that. Oh yeah, um, I mean, I. Uh, you know, it's a free game. I gave it a try, like the next day. Yep. Sat down, yep. played it. You said something to me about uh, about it. I'm like, yeah, I've got it going right now. I just finished the install, and I'm playing it. Man, it's like a two hour uh, game. I felt like I got stuck somewhere after the hour mark, and and I I just haven't come back to play it. You got stuck because there was a puzzle you couldn't figure out, or you got stuck because you were tired of uh, kind of like observing this person just offing themselves. Yeah, this this, this story starts off normal, and then uh, in true Silent Hill fashion, it starts going off the... It just goes off the walls, right? And there's like a lot of things going on that you start to unravel as you play the game. Right, yeah. But the thing, it, I, I, you might not remember this, but I always told you that I never could play Resident Evil. Which one was it? Seven. Because I hate that feeling of like somebody's chasing you and you can't do much other than just, just run. Just, just run. run. And there, and there is a couple, a couple spots in the game where you have this cherry blossom monster that's just chasing you. And, mm-hmm. and dude, one time I swear, I I opened up the door to go into a different spot, and 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 boom, she's right there. All right. Yeah. And also, and all you can do in this game, by the way, is just point and click with your phone and your flag and your phone. Yeah, there's no fighting. No, you it's just, running. You could run. And. That feeling to me, and plus how they put the music when you're being in these chase sequences, I can't tell you how like my skin just like would tingle, the hairs in my arm would just get like, I was like literally afraid. And finally I got to this one level where you get to the CB door that has like chains all over it. Yeah. 
and you kind of have to be running avoiding the 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 cherry, cherry blossom, blossom monster and you have to find pictures i could like for me it was like i failed on it two times and then i was like i can't put myself mentally through this again <laughs> It, right. That feeling to me is like so. I can't play Outlast games for, because of the same reason. Yeah, yeah. I a, uh, that is my weeks. My kryptonite. I I mean, I didn't know what I was doing when I got to that part. I'm like, I'm running from the monster, and I'm like, I kept going in the doors, and I'm like, I, what am I trying to do here? I'm like, I don't. I'm just going in circles. I don't see anything like that I I'm supposed to be doing. Then I started seeing the pictures your, like laying your phone. Your whenever you get close to these things, your phone gives you like some cues that there's something nearby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I figured, I mean, I figured it out. It's like, Oh, there's a picture here. Let me pick this up. And then it show the phone. And then there's like, there'd be a door there. I'm like, okay, obviously I have to find all these pictures. So, um, how close am I to wrapping, wrapping this up or am I still kind of got a ways to go? You're, you're near the end. That's okay. near the end. So, so yeah. just for, for listeners, I mean, if I've, I've been always a huge fan of Silent Hill. Um, th- this game being announced at the State of Play and being released as a free drop, I right away said, you need to download this and keep it in your hard drive. Don't ever uninstall it because if you all remember, we had something very similar. I think this was around the PlayStation 3 era. When Four. they released that game, well, the one right. where it was in the hallway, right? And it was uh, called Play P- Silent Hill PT Playable yeah, Trailer, PT. right? And it was actually a collaboration with Norman Reedus, the same guy who's in Dead Stranding, uh, and The Walking Dead, and The Boondocks, and you're, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's been around, but I think even Guillermo del Toro was tied to that project, and it got canceled. But as soon as they had canceled it. It was like having this download on your PlayStation 3 made it a lot more worthwhile because you could sell your PlayStation 3 and be like, hey, Silent Hill PT is on here. Otherwise, you will never be able to play this. So I told several people, like, download this. And the other part to this conversation is that it's kind of a departure from all your normal Silent Hill games, although... I'd argue that Silent Hill has tried to reinvent itself over the last couple of years with really lesser known releases like Silent Hill, the book of lost memories, which is like a Diablo game, honestly. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that Silent Hill with the huh. Diablo type. Um, but I thought that this game succeeded at the fact I said this in, in, in a discord conversation is it's, it creates a really odd atmosphere when you're playing it. It made me feel uneasy playing it. It really made me feel uneasy walking down the steps of my house, going back to my room after I finished playing it. And it's 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 a psychological horror kind of right. game. Yeah. Where, where I think if you're looking for jump scares, you might get some of those, but I don't think that's really what the game, uh, where it's trying to, it should be trying to go for. Um, you've got the Outlast and other stuff for that. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely different vibe. Um, I wouldn't really... I mean, it, it, it's horror, yes. But that 
the horror part of it was not that big a deal for me. I'm like, I've played horror games, so it's like, uh, you know, this monster's chasing me. I'll just keep running around in a circle trying to avoid him, whatever. But there were so many other aspects of the game that were just disturbing. Yeah, just disturbing. It's, like, it, it, it tackled a really serious subject. And even for being a, a free game, it, it actually is very mindful of the subject. It says, hey, here's some helplines. Here's some numbers that you can call if you're struggling with some of these things. Yeah. Like, We know that this is not an easy subject to play. Yeah. Did you ever uh, get to the point where you just kind of started thinking, like, like what did you do? Like, what did you you do to this other person? Yes. Yeah, I'm like, you're you're culpable here in some yeah. way. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you know it it did slowly kind of peel back those layers, and it's like okay. But but I got a question here, Tony. Why does this game exist? So, Konami is not not into giving us free games. Are are they showcasing some brand new technology? Are they trying to get a gauge for like users to see, okay, would this type of game resonate? Why, Why is that there? It's not tied to any other main entries or anything that I know it's releasing. I, I, I don't know why really. I mean, it's artistic. It's addressing a serious, several serious topics. Uh, yes, it is. Mental I health, agree. abuse, uh, teenage suicide, you know, tough topics to tackle. Um, but why? I mean, if, I don't know if you remember um, during the game, there's some like you find newspaper clippings and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You're trying to puzzle uh, typical, everything together. Typical yeah. horror stuff, you know, where you you're finding pieces of information and stuff. Um, well, I don't remember if it was an actual news uh, paper or what it was, but it referenced uh, the the COVID. It uh, and well, the, this whole suicide game is is the aftermath right after COVID. Right. Yeah, it referenced all the thing and all that and talked about you know girls killing themselves and stuff and it, it was a, some sort of syndrome that they were calling it or whatever um, and I appreciated the fact that that they were tying something that we've all kind of that we all lived through uh, and I just think it was kind of like trying to tie into the Resident Evil world with something that we all lived through you know what I'm saying and this is a good way to kind of like put the incorporated like they called it they had a syndrome name for it or something like that and this is why these girls were committing suicide and then they're tying that to covid and they're then tying that into resident evil covid we all can relate with every single person on the planet so uh i mean and you start to kind of get this and we and we shut you know We've seen the effect in real life, you know, where it's talking about these kids not being able to adjust, right, to being isolated for as long as they were. Uh, So you're taking something that's real, something that actually happened, something that's based in fact. Can't really explain why. I'm like, you know, 
like why why did it adversely affect so many young people the way it did and it's like i mean adults we're all cynical like we don't care if we're hanging out with anybody <laughs> or not but for kids like right. not being able to socially interact with other kids and stuff like that like you know suicide numbers spiked it's like it's just this weird thing and um but, but and, and i agree with everything you're saying the fact is is that are they trying to create like social conscience by doing this? I mean, why it's, what's the angle here? I I think I, I saw where it's like that, that their strategy was to put out more things like this. I mean, this is a two hour game. Yes. Uh, and they want to do more things like that to tie into the resident evil universe so but, I, but yeah but there's but there's but this was free so i don't know right that's what that's my point it's free the graphics aren't it didn't look bad honestly like for yeah. i've played pay paid games that look much terrible than this um, no it's like, a very good production i exactly. mean i mean the the there's a lot of work before, put into this there's a lot of work <laughs> put into it again the psychological messing with at least me as i was playing it was you know i recognize it i got scared i got more scared playing this than i ever See, did playing the remake of resident evil 4. what what you're doing right now as what this discussion that we're having right now about this game is the reason that they did that right okay. like we're trying to figure it out so how what are we going to do when we can't get our you know get the true clear picture the next time we're going to go and we see something tied to it we're going to go check it out right right well so but well i will say this for anybody who's listening to this if you're into games that have some psychological aspect to them this is this is there's absolutely no cost you can download it right now if I were you, I would download it and keep it on your hard drive or something because, again, when PT disappeared several years ago, there was no coming back ever. Uh, I don't know if that's the faith of this game, but just try it out. It, I, I still want to go back and play it a little bit more. I'm, I really did. I will really will admit it. It went above my my tolerance level. <laughs> I did finish it, so but you're almost there. Yeah, you're well, literally right gotta, at the end. I just gotta, you know, avoid the cherry blossom guy or girl, or whatever, for a little bit longer. And the end is the end is the payoff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because it puts you through this kind of cycle. Groundhog is funny because it was kind of close to Groundhog's Day when they released it, and this is yeah. the same way. Yeah, where this person is going through the same thing, and they can't get out of the cycle. They have to repeat it. Uh, and then the payoff is obviously breaking the cycle. So, yeah. But there's so much darkness in the cycle. It's like, oh my gosh, can't, do I have the willpower to finish this game? Yeah. Um, and I was coming close to the end, uh, the, my limit for the day, right? I was like, I was getting very close. I'm like, I don't know if I can. 
when I because this thing is chasing you around and it's not chasing you around like you know no it definitely isn't it's chasing like, you it's it's not running i mean it's, literally it's, it's as long it's, as you don't it's, as long it's as doing that whole uh, it's doing that whole jittery thing where it's yeah. like uh you oh, know, and, you, and you know what freaked me out is like the the little post-it notes on the wall they like start like moving like like if there were like mouths talking i'm, yeah. I'm like I'm like running away and I'm like, ah, what is all this? It's, it just like freaked me out. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if you got PlayStation, it's free download, download, give it a try. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on, moving on. There was a game that we were all looking forward to this for the past year. I, I <laughs> had it as, as my top release of the year. I've said many times, <laughs> The developer of this game knows how to handle big IPs. It will not fail. <laughs> well, we were, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm assuming that we we're, I haven't played the game, but I, I texted you the other day. I'm like, man, IGN really does not like this, this game. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe some other outlet. No. Will, you know, come in <laughs> on the opposite side of this thing. No, no. There has not been one outlet that had one good thing to say about Suicide Squad. Yeah, if you're wondering what <laughs> game we're talking about and haven't figured it out yet, this is Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Suicide Squad talking about, man, we talked about it last week. Man, talking about shooting yourself in the foot. But I've never seen such, like, just hate. I'm like... These professional outlets, media outlets, I mean, they are just, there's not a good thing. They're not even saying anything good. They're just like, I hate this game. Yeah. You got some it's, quotes it's, for us? It's not, I don't have any quotes for you, <laughs> no but quotes, I'll tell you uh, what, everybody is just not liking this. And, you know, the the number of players that has peaked on this is right under 13,000. A little bit over thirteen thousand yeah. and five hundred. That's crazy. I mean, that is that is negligible, right? That's not even a blip on the sales radar for a game that's been in this, this, is this a financial, much development. It's a, it's a it's a disaster. Yeah. For it's Rocksteady, right? Direct up scored, yeah, Rocksteady. It's a disaster. Um, I mean, this is you're firing everybody, disaster level, like. No profit, no recouping their costs. Like no, I mean you're not going to recoup the costs with this, and there's no, 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 no. I I said it last week. I said after they they botched that bug that that impacted players who got early uh, access to early releases. I said they have Rocksteady has 48 hours to turn something around. And I don't know if they pulled it off, but apparently this game was just so bad you can't come back from that. Right. There's no. I think one of the common uh, sentiments from the reviews that I've seen and watched is that um, there's just no depth to the game. Like you do the same actions, exactly. the same missions. Um, the AI is dumb. Like. I heard that the story is okay, but 
Yeah, um, but, but there's even but, pushback on that in, in some areas. What happens in between, like cutscenes, dialogues, and stuff, is what people are complaining. They're like, "It's the same over thing, over and over. It's not fun." It's like, just please get me to the next cutscene, kind of. Right. And then um, when I think that they were rely- <laughs> what they were relying on is like uh, being able to roll out added stuff, right? And now it's like it's such a financial disaster. It's like, man, if you buy into this game, it's a live service game. They're probably they're, shutting the doors on this thing in a year. Right? <laughs> now, hold up. It might still survive a little bit. But at, to your point, it, that little bit only probably will be like 12 to 16 months. 12 to 18, maybe. Not the most. I mean, most people don't aren't playing a game that long anyway. But I don't, you know, Call of Duty. I don't even play for more than a few months. Um, and then you know that's for as far as like live service. That's kind of the top of the pyramid nowadays on a console. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know about you know listeners here. Does any has anybody bought it? Has anybody played it? We'd like to know. I mean, honestly, leave leave us some notes on the, on on our Discord page and just say, hey, I, I've played it. I do agree with what the industry reviewers are saying. Or hey, here's my thoughts. It's it's yeah. a good game, and here's why. Right. Like I said, if it was just IGN, I mean, I was kind of uh, willing to write off the IGN because of how they had the issue with Rocksteady and the review mm-hmm. codes. But when there was like some other review uh, places coming in saying the exact same thing that I fully trust, like uh, skill up skill up in my book is the best reviewer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I've never had him as far as tastes in games, I I listen to what he has to say, right? And he is like, he's even stay away from this game. So, yeah. That's Somebody not, give it to me, I'll play not, it. That's not give a it good to me, sign, I'll man. play it. <laughs> hey, Xbox Game Pass might give it to you. Right? Yeah, they need to get this thing on Game Pass immediately <laughs> <laughs> i mean stri- stri- get get people playing it right now otherwise you're going to miss your, that window where that there is that interest i mean it's and it's pretty much there's a lot of damage right now there's there's got to be some damage control being uh uh you know unleashed left and right for this but i'm not seeing it yeah yes yeah, so. yeah so we go from that live service game to we're just three days out from another live service game that's going to be dropping on PlayStation, PlayStation and, and you know, PC exclusive. Interesting how you say dropping because the way how you how you can actually drop things is actually through you know these little big containers that just drop on the Help, map. Yeah, what are they call hell pods. Yeah, yeah, he- hell so, pods, hell pods, <laughs> uh, hell divers too. Man, I'm just getting more and more excited. Every time I watch a video on this on this game, this this is I loved this game on no, PlayStation the first, Four. The first one was amazingly such a rare gem that I didn't expect it was going to be so much fun. Right, that's how I felt. Uh, the first one was so good, 
and I had so much fun playing it. I took I took my PlayStation to work with me, just so dudes there could play Hell Divers with me at work. So, like I don't take any gaming consoles to work, but I took this one for this game, and people loved it. And this game is now the second version. Hell Divers Two is coming with a new perspective. The original was a top down. This one is third person, um, with the option to go first person when you're looking down sights. So, the ability to know what's going on around you, 360, is going to be way more restricted. Friendly yeah. fire is always on. So, the first one it was super easy to kill your teammates, your squad mates, but you know you can get them back up, you know, but or call their reinforcement in. I, I I remember playing this game and like oh sorry man I didn't mean to kill you let me call a uh, a pod in with your reinforcement so you can get back in the game they come back in and they land on top of you I know that's what that's what made it so <laughs> random it's like I'm probably gonna get messed up by doing this but <laughs> let's go right and then they would have to pick you up you know and then it's like everybody just kept dropping on. Uh, each other and then you're trying to complete the mission and just total chaos is going on tony <laughs> i remember i had this game for the ps vita and i had it for the for the main console too but in the ps vita there was a i think that you had to use like the uh the surface sensor to throw mm -hmm. grenades and had to like like flick it with your <laughs> finger I can never throw grenades, man, because like they'd be like, ooh, and then explode like three feet in front of me. <laughs> yeah, it it was different than playing it. Well, they the put those little game. things in there to, you know, it's like you throw a grenade and it bounces off a hard surface and rolls back towards you. Or even when you're shooting uh, bullets, like the bullets would ricochet. Yep. <laughs> so you would actually hit each other, hit yourself. You know, if and, you were and, too and, close to what you were shooting at. And something that just came back to my head is that I remember I, I was playing the tutorial and the tutorial made it a point to tell you when you reload your gun, any unused ammo is lost. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, what? What is this? Why are they even telling you this? Well, turns out I'm one of those guys that, you know, shots pop, pop, two, sh sh two rounds, reloads. Two, two another two rounds reloads i'm always reloading guess what you're out of ammo fast uh -huh. <laughs> and i remember right? I, I remember complaining i was like oh they did tell me about that <laughs> yeah but you know you have the stratagems the stratagems are cool because like you know in most games when you get like a, a loadout or something you want to throw a grenade or a special weapon down or something use it you know use a d-pad oh I'll, I'll assign this thing to my left D-pad. Like uh, most people do, yeah. Directional pad or down or up or whatever, or my, my shoulder button or whatever. You you can assign, in most shooters, you're assigning stuff to a button. That way, in the heat of battle, you just push the button and then you drop the item, whatever. It's, in uh, Helldivers, you call these big weapons down or these big items down with uh, stratagem and their combinations of button pushes right right so it's like left left up up down down left right left right left right and you have to remember like it was flash the the combination at the top 
but you have to remember the combination as you're punching it. In, so it's in, like in in the middle of a fight. In the middle of a fight. <laughs> so yeah. I can't wait because it's gonna be so chaotic. Uh but the bad thing is I'll be in Orlando. This game drops on the eighth. I won't even be back till like the twelfth. So um, I'll be four um, days past the drop time. No, that's no no boy no Tony. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> you'll have to run the squad without me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm actually, I am actually, honestly, right now, very committed to that other game that just released that's on fire, which is Tekken 8. I, I'm just like very into it. You know, last Friday, we were just chatting on Discord. Uh, now I, I need to ask. I've been asked for forgiveness because I don't know if it's Poncho Jones or Poncho Honus. He was like, "Hey, I'm online." I'm like, "Sure, let's let's go play." And then uh, X Pure Dopamine was also playing, so we ended up having like a a lobby with like five people, and we we're all like playing against each other. You know, first ones out. Man, this ended up being so much fun. There was somebody in there who wasn't, who's not in our Discord, but you know, whoever this person was, he was playing Victor. This was the guy to beat, man. I'm telling you. But everyone was getting in some good matches. You would win some, lose some. It was just like this little organic, random Friday night event that just happened, which ended up just being so much fun. Right. Um, yeah. I was, I was trying to get some sleep. And all I can hear and see is y'all's commentary coming over the Discord. I'm like, it's one o'clock in the morning. These guys are still playing this game, dude. All together, it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna try to see if we can organize some Friday night fights or something here with, with the community because there's a lot of people that we know that are playing. I know that the SGL League they already. They already did say Shadow Knights indicated that that's probably the next tournament that he's going to be organizing. And I will tell you what, the SGL League has some really good players all around. So good, good to gamers need to kind of bring their, their game up. Just, just putting that out there. Um, now, you did ask for listeners to kind of say, hey, if you're if I'm new to the game, what are good characters that I need to be uh, trying out and getting to learn? You know, I was I saw the answers, right? And in sequence, Rhino Poacher, also known as J-Rod, said, you know, you can try Jin or June. And I don't know. If if somebody's got that that misweight or how can misstep technique that the Mishima uses. That's a hard thing to master. That's interesting that he would say that. Poncho said Victor, Devil Jin. That's, yeah, I'd agree with that. And Jung Senetsu said Fang, Devil, Devil Jin, and Law. Uh, and Vandy, he actually he actually had an opposite response. He said, not Raven. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Raven must be a really complicated character to use. <laughs> So it's there's we we talked about diversity number of characters there's 32 characters man and i'm just sticking with one 
And I think that's what a lot of people that I played with on Friday, they're just, they just had one main and they said, I'm going to show up with my best character and play it out. So, um, I'm looking forward to see how we can maybe have another set of casual games lined up in the next, next couple of weeks. But it was, it was just such a blast because it was just, just like people being like, Hey, what you doing? Nothing. What you doing? Want to play some Tekken? Let's go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then all of a sudden there's like five or six players. So it's, this is, this is the game. I almost bought, I almost bought went to, bought the, the digital route Tekken just so I could get in, but hey. I had to work, so <laughs> I gotta go to bed. It was it was fun, man. I'm just gonna say it was fun, and I I, I gotta admit I, I had a couple good matches, especially with Poncho. He was uh the per, first person I played, and we he he did he did good, man. He was actually fun fun to play against. Uh, there's a couple people that I know play. I, I hope that we can get them on a Friday. That's uh, Vandy and J Rod. Keep keep this keep this going, man. Get more people in there. Oh yeah, I was actually thinking about uh, posting something up on the wall at work with an open invitation to the uh, uh, Tekken uh, Friday Night Fights on Discord. So I was just going to post it on like the hallway or something. It's here. Scan this. Come into the discord (laughs) (laughs) you can do this you can do this it's it i will say i i I have been having some disconnect issues i was uh just playing yesterday with somebody and like as soon as the match is starting both his and my system just froze like both of us had to like press the 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 home button on the playstation back out shut down the game and come back in and then reconnect so there's still some issues but i think it's getting better they're they they know they got to fix this and it's not where it's game breaking it's just like every once in a while you're not going to be able to connect but it it handled great on friday so yeah we're going to get some more more stuff set up just stay tuned friday night fights yeah <laughs> all right so the last day or two uh has been a whirlwind of rumors about some major developments over at Microsoft. So if you haven't already heard, uh, there was a leak that Microsoft was going to bring Hi-Fi Rush, one of their exclusives that actually uh, performed pretty well last year um, as far as uh, critic score, uh, over to the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And... There was another title too. I think, uh, what's the pirate game that they have? Uh, Skulls and Bones. No, uh, I can't remember. But uh, about bringing that one over too. So there was a lot of discussion. There was a couple of days ago uh, that that had been data, data mined from uh, from somewhere on Microsoft side or something like that. But uh, yesterday there was word. More rumors coming from some heavy hitter Xbox uh, media coverage sites that uh, that the talk was that there were internal talks at Microsoft about uh, bringing way more than just those two games. We're talking like multiple exclusives, like the Indiana Jones 
uh, new game that's coming out in 2024 uh, holiday season and Starfield and uh, even Hellblade 2, which is their like big game that's coming out this year. Even even directly to PlayStation. Older games like Gears of Wars. Gears of War, Halo. Right. A significant change of direction for Microsoft and, you know, the console war in general. You know, we don't really name the console war a lot on our podcast, but, you know, we do acknowledge that that is something that is is out there. And uh, this is maybe like Microsoft going third party almost. Makes sense. They've they've dropped almost a hundred billion dollars in studio acquisitions. Uh, the Game Pass division, uh, their Game Pass strategy hasn't seemingly uh, panned out as well as they had thought it would be. Like they were looking at what fifty million subscribers, hoping to have that. I don't. I don't think they've been able to break the thirty million no, mark. No, no, I don't. I think they're like not maybe in the lower twenties. Yeah, so but, way but they shorter. Don't, they don't targets. let you know the, the numbers anymore, right? Um, you know, and they've been very aggressive with their, you know, dropping their exclusive games, first party titles on Game Pass day one. So, and they've been doing that with third party uh, games too, here and there, which is that's really where to me the best deal part of Game Pass was was man, I could get a third party game on here for day one. For the subscription cost, Game Pass is a great deal, but I don't think they were Tell not me. making as much money as they that they thought they would be making. I was so upset when, um, last year that the TMNT game that came out, which was a side scroller, was it Out of the Sewers yeah. or Mutant Mayhem or whatever? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I can't remember the. You you were like, hey, this is day one in Game Pass, and I was like so upset. I was like, here I am paying for this game, right? <laughs> right. Well, what's funny is I actually I played it day one on Game Pass. I was playing that with Vance on Game Pass, and then I turned around and bought the PlayStation version so I could play with you. <laughs> yeah, right. On PlayStation, so um, great game and. Is you this know, is, was there just was, no no crossplay? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there was any crossplay. Otherwise, I, I would have done the crossplay. I know. I'm like, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this being like uh, Persona Three Reload, Persona Three Reload, great game. I'm enjoying. No way. It. Is it on Game Pass? Day one on Game Pass. What? Yeah. That is, <laughs> That is a good game, right? See, there. again, from Atlas Studios, day one on Game Pass, there is no denying that Game Pass is a great deal for the consumer. But at the same time, I think we've we've talked about it here, that the effects that this is having either on the industry as a whole or at least Microsoft, like business-wise, it's just not making any sense. We've already seen this play out in the in like Netflix and video streaming, like where these companies that attempted to video stream were losing hundreds of millions of dollars, even billions of dollars in Netflix case. So why would it work with video games? You know, you, you have to continuously produce more content to make it 
seem like it's worthwhile to be a subscriber. And that costs billions of dollars to do. So if you're not making any money outside of the subscriptions, like you're not selling any of these games to your user base because they're just consuming it without buying it. And you're not, and you're making it exclusive to that base. And you've got 58 million PlayStation users over here, not including PC users. You're not making, you know, the money you could be. I don't know. That That's like we said, we talked about you know, like, from a business perspective, like if I'm a shareholder, I want to yes. make money. Go ahead. I was going to say, Tony, it, it, let's, let's consider the idea that the rumors are true. And Microsoft decides to port old games into other consoles, which quite frankly, their old games are probably just better suited for the PlayStation than um, the Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Switch probably can't handle some of their, you know, yeah. their, their better titles. We're okay? talking Nintendo, but really, how many other games are you going to be able to play on Nintendo <laughs> right. Switch? But, but here's the thing. Let's consider the fact that this is true. And they say, hey, guess what? As of X, X game, we're going to start putting it out on both, both platforms. I personally think that that is a terrible decision that would actually kill the, the, comp, uh, the gaming division. For Microsoft, completely kill it, annihilate it. First off, is there is a number, a decent number, a smaller but a decent number of Xbox owners that are bought into the ecosystem, the console. And if they're like, if I can jump ship out of this and have access to all the Microsoft games and now have access to the PlayStation exclusive games, then what's the benefit in staying with Microsoft? Second, if whenever that starts happening and people start canceling their Game Pass subscriptions, guess what they just did? They just shot themselves in the foot. And similarly, if you start, if you open up that that floodgate of mass exodus of people going to PlayStation, you you can't say, "Hey, I'm it's okay because I'm going to justify this in selling." an extra couple of copies here and there for some of this fan base. That is not the way I think. I personally think that if they do open that up, that is the beginning of the end for Microsoft. Well, I mean, it's already the beginning of the end for their console, the consoles. Eh. Although, although I mean, there's no reason to buy an Xbox. Quite quite frankly, even I would agree with that, but I think Xbox has not been playing the count the console they've not been putting up front they they put up more game pass than they do the xbox console because you can play game cat game pass on other stuff right yeah that's what i'm saying that they, they, they don't care about the console because they have deals with samsung tv that will right but, but play xbox is, games what through... i'm saying is is if they if this happens i predict that this could be the whole end for the their gaming division entirely not just consoles but everything like they would say like then they, they would be on the hook for a hundred billion dollars worth of studios and not do anything with it. the studios they just dismantle the studios they're still they're still going to be selling stuff but it's going to be less profitable than they are today is what i'm saying well 
I don't know. I mean, they, that's a tough one. I mean, it's a tough strategy. Like, I'm sure they've talked about what they need to do to keep as many of their Xbox people as possible. Yes. On the existing, existing systems that have already been sold. Um, so you keep Game Pass in play, but you take away day one drops. But you keep Game Pass. Yeah, and then and then you anger you anger all your loyal Game Pass. But what's their other option? Base. As a user, what's your option? If you're a gamer, what's your option? If you're if you're on the Xbox ecosystem mm-hmm. and this is playing out in front of you right now, and you what are your options at this point? One, stay with Xbox. And just ride it out to go to PlayStation. That way you can have access to PlayStation exclusives. And if all the Xbox stuff is coming over there anyway, right? you get to have both. Three, become a PC user. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think uh, Microsoft really cares if you own the Xbox or not. The, the console, their hardware. So... Because yeah, they, they're they, making they, money on the software. They're starting to care more and more, man. <laughs> I think what I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I, this is like the acquisition of Bethesda and Zenimax and then at Activision. This is one of those things where like when you acquire another company and you, you bring them into the fold what happens is there's a culture change. Yeah. Right. Uh, you bring in their management, you bring in their workers or whatever. They don't have the same values as you do. Right. Right. Look at Bethesda. Bethesda was a third party publisher, right? Their games were on both PlayStation and Xbox. They get bought, get bought by Xbox. Xbox says, we only want you to make games for us. Right. You're telling people that I've always made games for everybody that now you're only going to do for Xbox. In their heart, in their heart of hearts, they still want to make games for everybody, right? But guess what? They are now in your in your building. They're going to your meetings. They're elbow to elbow with your bosses, right? You're not telling you can't tell me that those people from Bethesda aren't dropping hints, suggestions to your boss. If you're Phil Spencer, these guys are playing, these guys are whispering in the ear of your boss, Phil, that hey, you'd make more money if we showed the PlayStation. Now you have all these people from these other publishers that have worked in that world of providing games to everybody, you brought on Activision. I guarantee you they brought in more managers with that same mindset. But but look, man, if if, if I've learned something, um, is that when a company and a group or somebody is trying to say, does this make sense, right? I'm getting like a lot of pressure from investors or somebody like big wigs at the corporation. If somebody says, 
hey, this is a good financial decision. Somebody somehow is going to come up with like some graphs and numbers to say like, this absolutely makes sense. You could always twist graphs and numbers and, to and fit it, your narrative. Right. And that's kind of what we were talking about last time with the industry laying off some, you know, so many thousand employees for, for some of these uh, game development companies, because somebody's got together and said, Hey, all these numbers make sense. We're going to be awesome. And then it's like, Oh, but guess what? Yeah. We just lost a lot of revenue from like either game pass or console sales, but Hey, it's okay. Cause we're selling a couple hundred, hundred thousand CDs now on PlayStation. Right. Well, it's obvious that Xbox is in a panic mode. Like they, they don't really have a clear vision. They, they got talked into doing something, uh, thinking that they were going to make, you know, a ton of money doing it. And then it's turned out that they're not making any money. They're not, they're, they're hemorrhaging right now. Now they're trying to change direction Yeah, and clumsily change direction. And, and, And we know that what you're just saying is accurate because of that tweet that Phil Spencer did just today. I'm going to read this word for word. He said, we're listening and we hear you, you know, emphasize, we hear you, Tony. We've been planning a business update event for next week, where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. First off, they weren't planning on sharing anything with us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> that wasn't in the works. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, now... and, and they and they've been. Repeat the quote again. We're well. We've been planning a business update event for next week, where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Mm-hmm. So. They don't have their vision down yet. No. <laughs> so, like, you know, they're, they're going to, they're, they're, they're trying know, to put it together something. on the run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because they're in fact, because the new, the true numbers are in. The true numbers are in. And people I mean, that are really important that make the big decisions are looking at these numbers going, this is well, not making us money. Well, they're, they, they just, it's the beginning of 2024. They're probably just now, right now, looking at the, financials for 2023 and they in on one ledger it's like hey we spent how many billion dollars oh and another ledger is like and we're making how much money right now off of our current business (laughs) somebody just said we're 68 billion in the hole (laughs) yeah and um yeah i mean they're just scrambling right now that you know that i don't have i mean they don't really have a plan i don't feel like they only have a plan they're just kind of throwing uh lifelines out there and hoping somebody can save them so i mean your prediction that that microsoft totally leaves gaming could happen it's not not out of the realm of possibility i think if 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 they do say i honestly think that if they say hey we're going to all of our, we're, we're, there's no longer exclusives. Now we're going to be publishing for PlayStation as well. We're going to be like Sega and we're going to put like our franchises, our IPs and on, on other consoles. Where is Sega today? What are they doing? They're no longer in the console world. Uh, world. 
they're kind of sort of less relevant than they've ever been even though at some at some point it was nintendo sega now it's just nintendo's off on their own thing and now it's microsoft playstation their their only appeal i can see is phil spencer coming out and saying hey this is a microsoft is us support us consoles don't buy japanese consoles and right. that even is a bit of a stretch. I think they're going to try and do like most people, and they're going to try and go down the middle of the road. Like they're going to say, "Okay, we're not going to bring everything over the PlayStation. So we're going to have exclusives, but we need to bring some over." Once I think they're going to try to once you go open down up the, the doors, it's everything. <laughs> then nobody's going to know what's going to be going to PlayStation. Yeah, like <laughs> nobody's going to believe them. No, right. yeah, nobody believes them now. Like. Big time supporters of their of their brand or or ditching Xbox and dude, there's a lot of people that are like very <laughs> Xbox only and they live it, they breathe it, they buy, they drink the Kool Aid, and no, <laughs> yeah, how's that Game Pass Kool Aid? <laughs> well, apparently a little bit better since Pal World released. That's actually pretty good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the great thing about it. I mean, from a consumer thing, it's great. <laughs> like, man, I didn't have to pay the twenty six dollars I would have had on Steam. I can, you know, you you know what I could see happening. Honestly, they might be like right away saying, "All right, no more Xbox consoles. All of our games are now PC and PlayStation." PlayStation already does that. Like, as far as like, they release on PC, not day one. Mm-hmm. Six months later, six months to a year later, they release on PC. Yeah. So, PlayStation has already gone that has kind of gone down that road too, right? We needed to expand our, uh, our base, like people that we sell. Like, remember, like, even in the PlayStation community, people were upset when they said, "Oh, we're going to bring." The Last of Us and God of War to PC. Oh, you can't do that. You're, yeah, you're, they did, but you know, but you can't do that. Gamers are There's no reason to buy a PlayStation if you do that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but don't you want them to, don't you want the developers to make money so they can continue to develop new games? I'm like, that's the point. Like, if they're not making money, then they're firing people and they're, and they're becoming smaller and they have fewer projects and they aren't putting out games of the same quality, right? If you're not making money. Right, 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 right. But I think Sony has done a better job of like, like putting space between their titles, right? They don't, they don't allow their titles to interfere with each other when it comes to sales, right? So it's like, if I'm dropping a big game, I'm dropping a big game and I'm giving it plenty of room to sell before I drop another game. Yeah. So- Microsoft to me, it seemed like Microsoft was just like, oh, we're going to drop so many games, you know, day one on game pass and you're going to have all these games to play. And we don't care if they're on top of each other or not. We don't care if they sell anything because you know, game pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more like a game. No. Yeah. So, 
I don't know, man. That's I'm interested to see. I've, I've not, again, I was an Xbox 360 adopter. Um, ever since the 360, I, I've not gone back. And I kind of feel bad because I think the Xbox 360 had a lot of potential. It actually, to me, it was a really good, decent console. But that was probably where they were still focused on the console and the games. Once they started shifting into like the Xbox One, where we're part of your whole media center, uh, living room stuff, it was more more yeah. about, uh, it, it changed. It, and I can't really put it well into words, but it just didn't feel like the gaming console that I wanted to invest and support long-term. And since then, I don't think they've ever been like, okay, now we're back. Right. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. They don't have a good, like, uh, vision. Like, they, right, it's right. just kind of all over the place, and it changes with the, with the changing of the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I mean, I think, I think you know, we, we got to be just – we just get, got to be ready for whatever they say. And, and let's talk about that after, after we know the direction that yeah. they're taking. Next week, they're coming out and giving their vision. So Probably probably going to be one of the biggest news that are coming yeah. for the year. But what, what, what's really going to be interesting is how Sony responds. Like, what's Sony going to do? Like, are they now have free reign to just no. do whatever they want? Uh, Sony, whatever, whatever Sony does is not going to be pro consumers. It's going to be pro Sony's bottom line. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, they don't, they don't believe in subscription service. They only did it because Microsoft, uh, Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. game pass. They they were playing Sony's is not even that great, but yeah, they get their first party titles off of there. Uh, day one, there's no day ones dropping on Sony service. Mm, Um, wait, phone stars. Foam stars. Oh, forgot about foam stars. Yeah, but not major titles. Like you're yeah, not seeing Naughty Dog drop a game on no, 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 subscription no, service. No, we just spent three hundred million dollars <laughs> developing this game. So here, have it for free. Like but, but maybe then. <laughs> wait, foam stars is Square Enix apparently. Yeah, it's not even one of their studios. I'm telling you, I like PlayStation. It's weird. It seems like they, like, they're deaf, tone deaf to what's going on to a lot of things uh-huh. a lot of time, and yeah. that they just kind of have they're sitting in the corner doing their own thing and not paying attention to what people are saying. But it's like they fi- they they have their finger on the pulse of the industry better than I- anybody, because. Like everybody's like, oh man, Sony doesn't have any titles coming out in 2024. Xbox got 20 different Xbox exclusives coming out in 2024. And here we're talking <laughs> about Xbox is going out of business. Meanwhile, Sony's like, huh, we didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> no exclusives, no problem. No problem. <laughs> we do this. We had our spies. I was gonna ask you, are you gonna jump into Foam Stars? I don't know. It is goofy, which means it's gonna be great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap up this episode. Yep. Uh anyway, that was great. I'll be gone for a week. So 
Uh, I can't wait to get back next week, jumping into Helldivers. And that's when I also maybe, maybe we'll pick up my copy of Tekken. Uh, I'm safe. I'm, I'm, I'm holding off on uh, my game buying until I get back from Orlando. Yeah, uh, but I do have like a, a, a little power money set aside for multiple games. So when I get back, it's going to be, a, a, you know, Helldivers. Maybe tech in. I can't. I gotta look at the release schedule. I think uh, if I were you, that ghost I, game I, also I, drops I, on like the thirteenth. Hell divers, because you're probably gonna be the only one of us three that's gonna jump into it quicker than the others. Oh, I'm playing hell divers with or without you guys. Nice. nice. <laughs> I have to go random. I detest going <laughs> random, random groups. But anyway. Uh, so getting hell divers, getting I'll probably get taken, and then maybe one other game. But I think oh, that okay. ghost game from um, I can't remember what Gardens of New Eden or something like that comes out the thirteenth. I don't know what this game is. I gotta check it out. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So cool. Thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you guys next week. Catch you guys later.